back to the Jerks in the Fourth Row podcast. It's the beginning of holiday season here, and the Jerks are ready to talk about some good old family, old-fashioned family fun. Today we're going to be talking about family dynamics in films, and joined with me is part of the big part of my family, the Dalk. How's it going, homie? Heyo, how's it going? So Thanksgiving week, uh, later this week, we're going to be doing something where you and I will be getting together actually in person for uh, Thanksgiving up at Lake Winnipesaukee, which somehow we've never done before. Well, we, I mean, we always get to spend our time with extended family, which this podcast is definitely about, firstly, family dynamics and family get togethers, not specifically, but like just kind of within families on film, first off. Uh, how how certain archetypes are represented, but but yeah, uh, this year with COVID, you know, it's just gonna be our immediate family. But within that, you know, with Crystal, your significant other, and, and Ross, our our to be brother in law, um, you know, we uh, we have some characters from from different backgrounds, so it, it'll still be you know, there'll still be some wine drunk and some turkey, you know. <laughs> Some not nap- by me, but well, you know. Some naps to be had. Oh, dog, I bet you you're going to be getting into that turkey, don't you? Worry? I'll be eating turkey, but probably won't be drinking wine. Yeah. <laughs> the, so I was noticing a lot of these family films when we were doing our research do revolve around holidays. I think the modern family, or at least as you get older in life, you only really see, especially people who have moved throughout the country or the world even, really only see their families around you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, like types of holidays or or occasions. And a lot of the movies I researched um, are going to be around those holidays. Um, So just to give you guys a quick kind of rundown of what we're going to be talking about today, I think we're going to, as we, as we go throughout the podcast, A, trying to define what a, what a family movie is, and then B, providing our personal top threes for each, you know, family dynamic and film related movies. Yeah, I mean, the the inspiration of this is, you know, Phil and I have a massive family. Like, with extended, like, our cousins' babies now and people married into the family, we have something like 90, no joke, 90-something people that we either, you know, relate to or in-laws, but also, you know, we're we're close with all of them. And and, and them being, you know, mostly Irish Catholic and whatever the whoever in-laws marry in had to have a pretty uh, thick skin in order to deal with us because we're our family's full of characters and you know each family has you know at least of like two or three you know if not four kids so you know everybody has their own roles within each family and you know uh, our family's movies has always been like uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation but but I don't think we're going to necessarily get into that today um, but if if give that or use National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as, you know, basically a, a, a um, yeah. you know. A template a, or a prototype of like the family movie. Exactly, right. exactly. So, uh, yeah, that one's such a big movie in our family. I think in past interviews you've heard me and Sarah Buckley talk about it. Um, so that one with Christmas being right around the corner, we we might be planning something around that one because just of how big that movie is to us, but definitely a family movie. And Dog and I talked before this, we're, we'll be keeping that off of our top three lists. Mm-hmm. And, and all right, so to begin with, we always like to kind of define, you know, what we're talking about in terms of uh, a family movie or, you know, uh, 
we, we specified family dynamics in films because when you search family movies, you get stuff like Shrek and Toy Story and, you know, some more kid oriented films or films for, you know, where that adults can watch with their kids. Um, but what we're talking about is again, um, movies where there's like, a whole slew of people within a story, oftentimes, like Phil said, surrounding a holiday get together. Um, and I think the holidays just provide a time where there's, it, you know, people always talk about how stressful the holidays are. I think there's just that expectation, a lot of opportunity for, you know, unsaid things to come out. Again, you know, there's usually some some wine flowing stuff. So people are a little loose, looser lipped and, you know, whether politics comes out, stuff like that always, yeah. you know, triggers some, some sort of like, you know, memorable story or at least, you know, some entertaining, whether it's if you're involved or not, or you're just sitting back and watching it, some entertaining, you know, drama or something. So like we said in our election podcast, like because of that stress, I think people just want to deal with it with laughs sometimes. That was my, kind of uh, you know, weird theory. I th and I think this can be said the same thing about family movies. If you go back, like you're looking, a lot of these movies, I would say over half of these are comedies. Um, I mean, just the ones that I find to be my favorites. Not that I find family gatherings to be particularly stressful in our case, but there are definitely some weird laughs or memories that you make that are kind of, there's been a few stand-up comedy performances, <laughs> whatever. And yeah. at different families, you know, anyone who's listening from our family probably can knows what I'm talking about. But it's just it, it creates a lot of people under the same roof creates for the, you know, zaniness or whatever you want to call it levels to go up. Well, people, you know, a lot of, and within our family, most people are are able to be themselves around each other. And, you know, our best sides or our most goofy sides come out. So, yeah, uh, you know all sorts of antics ensue. Yeah. Um, and you get and that, I, you get that many people together too. And there's also tensions there too. So if there's someone maybe that had a, I don't know, I, I'm not using our family, but say someone had like a fight on Facebook or someone has seen, you know, which way people were dealing with the election or whatever, then there could be tensions going into that, but it's family. So you just don't, sometimes you just don't have a choice. You got to celebrate these, these big momentums, whether it's weddings or holidays with them. Yeah, and I definitely, the three films that I'm bringing as my <clears throat> top three, like, great examples of family dynamics in film are comedies. All, the three I want to talk about. And I think, like you said, uh, uh, the way that we approach life and the way our family does is just kind of by laughing at it and, and kind of poking fun at not only each other but ourselves as well. Um, and again, just like when we all get together, some people fall into certain roles that they might not be in their everyday life. So sure. it really, the families, the family does kind of bring out, uh, you know, things that don't get, you know, talked about or uh, addressed every day. Yeah. So why don't we get into it again? We're going to try to spend two minutes each on each one of our picks. We've done our top three. As I was researching, homie, you know, we're trying to keep this one short, but as I was researching, there's a ton of things that, or a ton of movies I wanted to bring up. So I am going to do some honorable mentions at the end. Uh, but let me do my first, and, and these aren't necessarily my top three. I just kind of wanted to get three different types of movies in here that that kind of span what I define as, as a family movie. Mm -hmm. um, so my first one is The Godfather. And of the, of the movies I'm going to mention, it's probably, 
So this isn't have to do with zaniness at all. This is like the cr a crime family, right? Yeah, so yeah. we just talked about this one on trilogies. So I'm not going to get too much into it, but it is the story about a mob family. The entire thing is about family and you know a biz the family business, which you know turns out to be or is no surprise. It's just a mob. It's definitely all about family and and people's roles and responsibilities in the family. Do you consider? Now that I've said The Godfather, a family movie. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, that goes into like levels of loyalty, expectation, uh, again, familial roles uh, and archetypes um, that you get born into. Um, <clears throat> and in each, you know, uh, you know, with my sociological mind, I've done, I've looked into Irish people. Are, are, you know, we are, we're stereotypes for a reason because often we, we are taught to, to uh, you know, address things with humor and to laugh things off and uh, to do things like that. But maybe in Italian families, there's more of a serious. Anyways, I'm not going to stereotype further than that, but. As yeah, much as you want to, as much as you I, want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just caught myself there. So, but anyways, back in that, that time, it was definitely very, uh, you know, definitive of, of that you know, the expectation within a family and inheriting roles, stuff like that. Yeah, but it brings, one, one... it brings culture, it brings family culture. I think without saying, without saying too many stereotypes, there, there is definitely the culture of food around the, the family, around certain customs that they're, that they have to do. I mean, look at the wedding, that wedding scene and the honeymoon scene in, in Godfather one just goes on. I think they're really trying to drive home. Like this is the culture. This is what Italian families do. And at least at that time, I mean, every, you know, all families, I think, in the modern era are kind of more blended nowadays. But yeah, this it, it kind of dives into the Italian family dynamic, not even aside from from the mob aspect. Yep. And one I was actually that didn't make my list, but I feel I, I can mention here was Goodfellas. Um, and that 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 one in that. There's family dynamics, but this is that mob. I didn't choose it because it's it is more of like an untraditional collection, like a quote unquote family, um, like of of people like uh, Ray Liotta's characters, like Irish yeah. I, I I would so that they definitely have a wedding scene in that in that movie, but I would yeah. I guess there is a family dynamic. There's kids and the wife and everything like that, but. If that that's fo that I feel like is more focused on the mob, but I guess even though not blood related, that is you know they they yeah. you would they would consider each other family. Anyways, let's go on to your number three, just in the interest of time. Um, well, I don't necessarily have a, a linking factor between The Godfather and any of mine. I guess the <laughs> the closest one I'll do uh, is actually uh, Wedding Crashers. I, I heard the the Cleary family. Uh, oh, nice, nice one, yeah. The Christopher Walken is the head of. I just think it has so many good um, stereotypes of family, like the the old lady who's just like a little, the old grandmother who's like a little bit racist and says some like really off color stuff. The the black sheep of the family who's Todd. The uh, the you know he's he's the gay son who's the painter. There's uh the douchebag cousins who are just like all they care about is football and crab cakes, yeah, crab cakes. Uh, and then the mother who just drinks too much and is just like 
off doing her own thing. It like with extreme wealth, like she doesn't have to take care of yeah. anything. Ye- uh, years, but, years of her husband ignoring her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kitty cat. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think for me that I just it's the it's also the in laws too. So like Zach, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, Christopher Walken. No, not Christopher Walken. Oh my oh, God, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Bradley Cooper character, like so, like. <clears throat> that's another thing that in families like there's a lot of we we've experienced a lot of um boyfriends and girlfriends and stuff coming to family events and uh either feeling you know too comfortable or not comfortable or whatever but you know he, he was like buddy buddy with the rest of the family and that there's you know that that kind of archetype as well but i for some reason, that's probably just one of my favorites, mostly because of Christopher Walken, um, but also just like the hilarity that ensues around yeah. the family. Yeah, so, so this is a good one. I consider it a family movie too, but it's weird because the two main characters aren't a part of that family. They are actually infiltrating that family. Uh, oh, we're, we're Uncle Ned's kids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Ma- maple syrup. What are they? They're maple syrup entrepreneurs from New Hampshire or maple something. Farmers from New Hampshire who run a nonprofit holy shirts and pants. <laughs> uh, but but it's it is I think why my again number three uh, is because the awkward dinner is like one of my favorite family scenes where you know they're the, it's the grandmother and they're calling out because he's a homo like just all of the. Uh, that that awkward scene is is I think uh, a theme in the rest of my uh, the rest of my picks is like kind of the awkwardness that can happen at family events with with new people coming in as well. So like that's another, that's another thing I'll get into in my in my later picks. All right. So with I mean to you you always set me up better than I set you up. But my number two feeds well well into that. I'll I'll have another Owen Wilson film where he's at least in this film. And it's very awkward throughout the entire time. And that's Meet the Parents is my number two. Damn it. I'm going to have to audible. Okay. Well, I Go mean, ahead. we can both talk about this. Let's give it, yep. then let's give it a full, let's give it a full couple of minutes then. Because, I mean, I think we, you and I have both been there. I mean, I think everyone's been there where they're going to meet the family for the first time. The, the Greg Fokker, the guy who, the main character, Ben Stiller, is you know, progressing along with this girl to the point where he wants to marry her, right? But mm-hmm. he hasn't met De Niro. He hasn't met the parents yet. So he finds out that, you know, asking for the hand in marriage is huge in their family. So instead of going ahead and doing it, he has to meet them. He has to both speed up. He has to meet them and ask for the hand. And it just gets off to a terrible start. Everything about the week or the weekend that they're spending with each other. I don't know. Is it for a wedding or for a Thanksgiving? I don't even know what, yeah, what the occasion is. Sister's wedding because remember he like somehow like flushes the the den toilet and it floods the uh, the entire yard of like their their um, yeah their line or whatever uh, or their leech field and uh, so but that's and like Owen Wilson's character makes the 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 arbor the wooden arbor for them to get married yeah so it's her so anyway it's her sister's wedding but. Jack Burns, who's De Niro's character, uh, is like, he's the ultimate intimidating 
in-law character. Yeah, he's like, like former ops or something like that, or a former spy. And, you know, he's, he's got the lie detector in the basement. And it just he just doesn't trust anyone, especially... I mean, he doesn't trust anyone short of Owen Wilson, who was his fiance's early, you know, last boyfriend or whatever. And he just makes it a living hell for Ben Stiller or for Greg Fokker to be in the house in the house with him and to your point before what we were saying before like the dynamic of boyfriends coming and going like we've definitely been there when there's a boyfriend coming into the house we're just like oh who's this you know loser and poor greg fokker poor ben stiller was that guy in this movie no one liked him yeah well i mean and no that's not that no one liked him he just like kept getting like he kept spiking balls like when they're playing uh <laughs> volleyball in the pool he spikes the ball into her sister's face explodes her nose like he keeps slipping up but i think it's because of the pressure that uh, like jack or de niro puts on him because like right off the bat he's like your name's gaylord fokker <laughs> like and he just calls him fokker the whole time but like i've actually i've had experiences that like meeting girls dads and like the the handshake like the insistent like firm grip in the eye contact mm-hmm. and like there's definitely some 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 like some nervousness that you feel. I mean, you're you're on stage a little bit, you know what I mean? At these weddings when people say, Oh, I clicked with the family right off the bat. Bullshit. Like there is always some level of awkwardness in that first meeting, right? Like it just happens. And and this like this movie just kinda highlights that to the extreme. Yeah, and I mean it's it's also it's it's the nature of the occasion, but it's also they kind of set him up to fail, putting him in like putting him in certain situations. Uh, you know, whether it's like being in the den where the toilet doesn't flush, or uh, it, it just like they kind of put him in, or they put him in situations where he's just kind of bound to fail. They oh, and they know that they like, live with each other, but they have to sleep in separate bedrooms. Have, ever heard, stop me if you've ever heard anything like that before. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a, that was a mandate in our family until recent. Uh, that's, that's that's all I'll say about that. But there's also kind of the the funny brother, the uh, the brother who's like sneaking in through the window. He's just been like getting high all night, and like he's got like the the weed pipe, or actually, it looks like a crack pipe or a meth pipe or something in his jacket that he lends to Greg. So, anyways, like while like Greg is like trying to cover up and be cool to his brother, he's like screwing him or to her brother. He's screwing himself over to like it's 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 just classic but that's also probably it's one of the most awkward movies uh that you can sit through really yeah. like there's it's 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 larry david style humor curb your enthusiasm just like everything that can go wrong does go wrong uh and you know it's but it wasn't like it wasn't as obvious as curb though it was like at the time, like I feel like Meet the Fockers and the later ones were really obvious, and they were just playing out that idea. But this this was kind of original for the time, actually. Yeah, this one was this one was my favorite of the three. Which how mm-hmm. do we left this one off of trilogies too? Because it's Little Fockers was was the was the third one, but we, we left a lot off the trilogies, really. Yeah. But. All right, so let, let's go to your number two. I know you probably have to audible. If you need me to put one in, too, I've actually kind of been audibling as we went. No, actually, too. I think Meet the Parents is probably, like, my number one because it, like, it just, it, it outlines so much awkwardness of going into a new family and, like, and I've been there before. I've actually never had any horror stories by any means. I've, 
I've only uh, got along with the families of people I've dated, but uh, but I just I understand that pressure, and and that that movie just drains it out of you. Like you just feel for him. But my my number two, let's see, uh, is going to be Step Brothers. Oh, um, nice, nice. So uh, Brent, Brennan Huff and Dale Dobak, uh, Will Ferrell and, uh, and John C. Riley, are they become stepbrothers. And it's like, it's kind of like some of the stuff. All right. So off the bat, it doesn't remind me of me and Putt <clears throat> uh, in that they're kind of like nemesis and like they have to like, they're getting used to each other. But then once they like start like, doing all the activities in their room and stuff like that. It reminds me of me and Putt who are just like fighting with swords or like chasing each other around, even though they're grown ass men, like, like me and Putt could totally share a room for a while and like have an awesome time. Oh, I felt like if you, if you and Putt were, were roommates now, you would definitely turn your bunk or your beds into two bunk beds. So you have more room for activities. So much more room for activities. <laughs> uh, I definitely have dibs on top of it. Um, but uh, also, so one of my favorite, favorite characters uh, is Adam Scott's character. Uh, so uh, Dale, Dale or uh, Brennan's older brother. Um, oh, geez. What's his name? Um, Derek. Derek. Derek who, yeah. uh, who's just like the ultimate dick older brother, which... You you were you were never never that harsh. Oh, to easy me. dog, easy. You were never that harsh to me. But I, ha- I ha- but I haven't eaten a carb since two thousand nine. Just to let you know, <laughs> he's just such a jerk, and he just plays that role so well. You want to punch just... me in the face right now? <laughs> he just he gets right in his face, just right up in his face. Dale has a man, but he, that whole he's just such a teasing older brother. He's just as immature as, as Brennan and Dale Doback. Um, but I also, I, I love the, the, I don't know, I guess the, 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 the parents as well are, are, are pretty funny and just allowing some of their, their kids to just be as ridiculous as possible. I definitely, I have some of those, those friends in my life where their parents are just like, Oh, that's just Dale. Like, he's just like, Oh, he's just, that's just Brennan. Like he, he's doing his own thing. So I thought I thought they were pretty funny too, uh, but I, I think I think just my favorite scene of and it's it, the dinner table scene again when when they announce their divorce is hilarious because um, because they or, they react like they're two five year olds I mean they're reacting like they're five to ten year olds the entire time really right well, uh, well then another scene was when they all get together at dinner for the the fathers. Uh, for the for the father's birthday and they wrecked the boat uh on on screen but boats and hoes boats and hoes definitely like we've been to family get-togethers like we always used to celebrate uncle ed's birthday or like you know where our families are that tight where and i definitely was a rascal when i was a kid to where like i've seen a few like birthday parties or family get-togethers ruined by like someone like who were, who were rascals as kids and like just had to have the attention and yeah. just ruined. Maybe someone got bit once in a while. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, someone wasn't, they weren't looking at us long enough and somehow someone's <laughs> chest got bit by the other one. <laughs> I, uh, I don't have it in me to admit who, who did who, but yeah. Who's uh, to say, <laughs> let's just say putt owes me one. Uh, 
but but anyways, uh, besides those the dinner scenes, I think it's just yeah the the two uh, the two of them coming together really does remind me of me and Putt, like the Bash Brothers, just like doing letting each other's goofiest side coming out and supporting each other, being like no. Like you are, like I swear to God, right now I can't even look at you. The, like you're that. The like, only thing that's that's not like the, for the first half of the movie they didn't get along, or for like the first you know third of the movie they did not get along, and that's what you and Putt never had. You guys always were tight, but no, I, and right, and exactly. But that's I, the, again just the montage of them just messing around the house yeah. is is in Putt to a T. Yeah. So I, I I think you know that might even overtake. Uh, Meet the Parents is my number for one. Um, I think of the movies that we're going to be talking about right now, it's probably the funniest. Like, oh, The Wedding Crashers is really funny. But I think that that one, the more I watch it, the funnier it gets. I, I feel like I pick something up new every single time when I watch that movie. And actually, the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, it's okay. And it has just gotten, it's just, I don't know if it's just quotable or what it is. It's just gotten funnier and funnier. If Will Ferrell. Yeah, I feel like when it came out, it was just like, John, uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley had already done a couple of things together at the time. And I feel like they were just like pumping out something that yes. like, all right, let's throw these two guys in a room and see what we find. But it, but there is a lot more to it. Yeah. Like, than it, it's rewatchable. It definitely oh, has layers. 100%. Okay. So I got my number one. It's not a comedy, but I let my, I've got a few more comedies in my honorable mentions, but... It's one of my favorite dramatic movies, and it's it stars a guy, Brad Pitt, who we don't talk about a lot on this on this podcast, who is one of my favorite actors, right? So yeah. and it's Legends of the Fall. Have you have you ever seen Legends of the Fall? Actually I haven't. Okay, so it's starring Brad Pitt, Anthony and Anthony Hopkins, and they ha- it's like this family from the the nineteen hundreds. I won't get too far into this. I, I say this is my number one, but I just wanted to mention three. Um, family from the 1900s, three brothers, spoiler, one of the youngest who, who dies like right off the beginning and how they kind of deal with the family dynamic. There's kind of the older douchey brother. There's the Brad Pitt who's kind of like the free spirit. He's got the long flowing. It's Brad Pitt in his prime. It was 1994. And, and then it's Anthony Hopkins, who's the head of the family, who kind of has to deal with all these personalities. So it's, it, it, Brad, Brad Pitt has yet to pee. Don't even say he's uh, had He was still looking good in, in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. The guy, the guy is, when he peeks, you'll know it. <laughs> uh, anyways, you got me thinking about peak Brad Pitt now. All right. But but it's if you watch the, if you watch the series Yellowstone, it's very similar to that. They kind of own a family ranch. You know, the father either favorites one or the other, depending on when the time is and how the brothers deal with that, Um, as well as there's a there's a uh, wife that comes into this, too, who's not a sister. She's just kind of a love interest who's part of the family as well. And just how they kind of deal with the hardships of both 1900 in Montana, kind of being like a crazy, you know, wild frontier as well as like the family within. So if you haven't seen it, we don't have to talk about that too long, but definitely one to go back and watch. And it's dramatic. It's a little cheesy going back and watching it. But ever since I first saw it, I loved it. And it's huge, huge, huge. I don't think that there's too many characters outside of the direct family that, that uh, the movie's about. Yeah, I know. I've, I've heard, uh, in, uh, I've heard Brad Pitt took, uh, took the year like a bandit with legends, like a fall, according to the weekend. Um, uh, 
Uh, no, so we can move on. So do you? Do, so we've kind of gone over all yours. Do you want an audible to? Yeah. Well, and and you mentioning, I guess, more more serious movies. Um, I, um, Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like that. That family is just like. First off, there's so many of them. Um, so many sisters and so many, you know, brothers and Tommies and Johnnies and you know Lorries and. Anyway, so that's that's one of my favorite ones um, in terms of just a portrayal of a family. I, I don't have as much to dissect um, through it besides like there's definitely elements of family loyalty um, and expectations for who they're going to date and stuff like that. Um, but again, that's that was one of my more audible ones. Um, another one that I really wanted to talk about, I guess that would be one of my last audible ones before I, I actually throw a question at you. Um, was Get Out. So the movie Get Out. So that's like um, uh, a, a girl, like like we have our, our sister, Laura, you know, has lived in New York City for a long time and, and her fiance, Ross, uh, is British. But Laura could, like it could totally, we could have been in that situation where Laura brought home like a black dude and like there's just like everybody, you know, like around has to like, you know, necessarily not catered to, but like wants to show face and show that they're understanding and cool and stuff like that. Not saying that our family necessarily would be overly, overly sensitive that way or overly, uh, but I'm just saying I could definitely see that happening. Uh, and, and, you know, some white bread folks just taking it over the top being like, you know, really, black lives definitely do matter. All right, like, Doug, something- I, I know what you're talking about, but Get Out is the wrong movie for the for the example. Like, Get Out, like, they were bringing him in to turn him into a slave. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but it's the family get-together that's so awkward in the beginning and, like, the just the, like, the overt, like... Uh, like almost like going uh, over the top to show them that they're racially, you know, almost like reverse racism being like overly nice and stuff like that. Like saying like, like, Oh, I voted for Obama. I'm cool. I'm cool or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and (laughs) I, 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 I mean, take out the hypnotism and, you know, dropping him into an abyss and, you know, having to, hack his way out of there or whatever it happens. Yeah, the, the, the lobotomizing, you know, all that. You know, yeah, take that out. Ross is yeah. never Ross is never going to show up to, to Thanksgiving. <laughs> I definitely can relate to that. But, uh, <laughs> he's going to be yeah, on his Ross, bike halfway up and just drive the other way now that he's yeah, listening to Ross, if, if mom starts to uh, use her teaspoon or her uh, teaspoon to, around her uh, mug, we'll... Uh, you have to just go into the other room. So did you, have, was, did you have a question around Get Out or did you just... No, I have one more question after this, unless you you had another a couple of honorable mentions. Yeah, sure. So let me run through some honorable mentions and we get into the question. So um, one that actually I was thinking about putting on my on my top three, but I thought it was kind of in the same realm as Meet the Parents was Family Stone. Um, So it's with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Diane Keaton, Claire Danes, uh, Luke Wilson, Craig T. Nelson. It's a chick flick that that Crystal has has introduced me to, but the more it's one of those ones we watch it every year because it's around Christmas time. The more I watch it, the better it is. It deals with it's a comedy, but at the same time, it deals with that awkwardness of meeting the family and different dynamics that don't work, and just saying the wrong thing at the dinner table and and all this stuff. And there's dramatic stuff into it too. It like 
there's there's a son that's that's gay and deaf and at the time that it, that it came out in 2005 you know that there's kind of a movement around that and things you can and can't say anyways hang on I, and there's one more thing i want to bring out about get out so at the dinner table when it's just the immediate family and him the brother shows up and he's like this really creepy character who's like talking about wrestling and mma and like whether the guy can handle himself or not and i I'm gonna throw you under the bus here, dog. In high school, when Laura would bring home a boyfriend that you didn't like, there was a tension at the table that you just like you. It was apparent that you did not <laughs> like this guy, and like the fact that those guys lasted through it, like the fact that that guy in Get Out had like, you know, he just had the the confidence to stay through it. I give him credit because I've been in that situation where there's a brother. <laughs> calling out their sister's boyfriend and or uh ignoring and uh i gotta say anyways that was another reason i wanted to bring it all right i apologize to all past boyfriends i apologize to laura but she she ended up with a winner so i think i think all my the vetting that i did got her to where she is today i'll 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 both apologize and take credit at the same time and again don't compare me to the brother from get out come on (laughs) we steer away from that Well, yeah, you took all your wrestling moves out on me. So, you know, he, you were kind of like doing it to me and looking at, you know, Laura's boyfriends being like, this could be you. Okay, so a character from another one of my honorable mentions falls right into that. Four Christmases. You've seen Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon, and John, Farvis, or John Favreau's character in that is the muscly MMA guy who's putting guys in a headlock. That mm-hmm. movie deals with not only... You know, it's not only a comedy, but it deals with, you know, what people have to do, not only splitting families, but in families where, you know, there's, there's you know, either been separation or divorce or whatever, having to go to four different Christmases. That that brother, if you're going to compare me to him, fine. He's really good at categories or whatever they're playing with. But he's like this chicken grease eating, you know, just macho dude that doesn't, doesn't want to make anyone comfortable, never alone his brother and then, you know, anyone he's dating as well. Other ones I have is what eating, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That's a little bit more serious, but about the struggles of, you know, uh, families who have, you know, uh, I don't know, just... just Mentally challenged kids. Yeah, mentally have, challenged yeah. kids or just the mother even in that was, you know, had her own issues. Johnny Depp has had his own issues. Like, it's just, you know, kind of dealing with people who all got pro- problems or, or situations or whatever. And I thought that that was kind of before its time. Um, we mentioned the vacation movies, like those are just classic. We'll get into those later in the season, but but that was on my my uh, um, you know honorable mention. And then just wanted to kind of make a point about how sitcoms tend on on TVs tend to be very family oriented. And this is like this isn't like a thing in the past though. You'd think about you know like the Waltons, Happy Days, All in the Family, um, the Cosbys, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, blackish nowadays. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Like uh, Modern Family is another one that that the Kardashians. The Kardashians, yes, perfect. Like that's reality. Like reality TV. TV seems to have a more concentrated, you know, look into into families. I don't know if it's just because it's easy to you know film in just one location. You know, the living room, the kitchen, whatever. But the Simpsons. The Sim- yeah, look at- oh my god, Family Guy! Holy shit! How did I not have these written down? But exactly, oh, no, really great point. I in my research, like I thought when I because I had come up with this idea yesterday, the day before, and 
I thought it was just going to be kind of a little bit easy here. This is actually one that I, I had to stretch a little bit and get some advice from Maddie um, and kind of figure, figure it out. Cause it wasn't like it was the, the, I, I wish I could talk about fresh prints and we check where you are, but I mean like, like dynamics like that or um, uh, full house, like full house, full house is a great one. Yeah. And, and for some reason, TV, you're right. Or, or, recurring shows of recurring seasons um like a family i guess is and that's essentially what friends is you know is in in Seinfeld. yeah more or less yeah more or less yeah. those guys are each other's family yep group of people that they follow throughout time i mean but for some reason a more succinct story maybe doesn't necessarily follow around a family i mean you could talk about we should t- make, probably mention boyhood as Boy- well that's another. Uh, that's another good movie. Yeah, there's definitely going to be ones that we miss as always, but um, mm-hmm. but I, I just wanted to bring up the TV aspect because it's it just seems more prevalent there than it does movies. Us being a movie podcast, obviously we have to lead with the movies, but um, definitely no, in, t- in TV. It's very much. I like movies that focus on family are very much about uh, that family's lineage and or, or race, like. Death at a funeral is is like a black family, you know what I mean. And um, Goodfellas in the mob movies are Italian families, and uh, you know the Christmas movies are Christian. You know, um, yeah. I feel like it's 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 even like even some of the uh, cartel movies or like it's the family is often about the lineage and about the traditions and the culture like you said mm-hmm. that gets passed down i think those are the ones that get shot in movies whereas the platform of a family works from season to season yeah. better in you know an extended show the, the last so, movie crystal and i saw in the theaters before everything shut down was little women we went to go see that and i mean that's certainly a family movie as well like just the four mm-hmm. sisters and the mother just the dynamic between all them the jealousies the drama the dating you know, and just, yeah. just, and be, and that, that's also in, in a certain time too. That's taken place back in the early 1900s. So, you know, some, uh, how families had to deal with times differently than what today, you know, we're not fighting over the Wi-Fi password or they're not fighting the Wi-Fi password. They're fighting over who's going to eat that night, you know? So it's a little bit, a mm-hmm. little bit more dramatic back then too. So anyways, what was the question that you wanted to ask me? Yeah. The, the last question to question to wrap it up. Um, would be, I have an answer for this, but what movie do you think portrays our family the best? Or we're, not necessarily our immediate family, but it could be our immediate family or our extended family. I, I have an answer for Okay, it. yeah, why don't you go and I'll think about it. And it's not The Sopranos, which is, I just wanted to mention that before. <laughs> before of course, no, I just wanted to mention that off of TV shows because that's like, that is the best portrayal of family. Anyways, it's not Sopranos, it's... My big fat Greek wedding. You so, think you think defines our family? Yes. Okay. In that we we are an Irish Catholic family. In that, like, we have our traditions. We love food. We love getting together, telling the stories. We love singing and dancing. We love uh, playing jokes on each other. We, you know, playing jokes on the incoming boyfriends. Like. I think that family represents us in their authenticity to their, like who they are. Like that's what they love to do. And I think that family represents us in that. Yeah. They're focused on food, family, music, 
uh, you know, their grandchildren and stuff like that. Like their, their cousins, like their cousins are really close to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's not a lot of families that represent how close we are as to our extended family and our cousins. Cause a lot of them, we, um, our cousin Terry is getting married coming up and he asked both of us to, to be in his wedding. And, you know, that's not as common, uh, from, from family to family to have your, your cousins be essentially just as close as your brothers. I was talking about putt earlier, you know? And so that's my answer. I don't know if you had another one, maybe, maybe Christmas vacation you'd had in your head or. No, no. I, yeah, that's really the one that's coming up. I'll say the original vacation mainly because it just reminds me of like the, like any type of time that we go down to ocean city in the wagon, there'd always just be some, you know, weird thing on the road or whatever. So for not having prepared enough, like that isn't, dad isn't as crazy, as crazy as Chevy Chase, but you know, and I wasn't as like, you know, I wasn't any type of rust by any chance or, or, uh, rusty. Rust. <laughs> but I mean, just for, just because we used to have one of those woody back wagons, I'm going to just say vacation, but. No, that's a great call. Cause we definitely, I, I some of my first memories are like tiny snippets of that wagon. I, <laughs> like someone always puking in it or, you know, we weren't going yeah. to Wally world, Wally world. We were going to the boardwalk at o- OC, but. Those, those were, uh, that was our destination. By way of Upchuck Highway, is that's oh, yeah. the, the, the nickname that the highway got because so many people threw up in that backseat. Well, they, yeah, they created two seats where we were going sideways and it smelled like chicken nuggets back then, like, raw, like stale chicken nuggets and sweet and sour uh-huh. sauce in the back. Of course you're going to throw up, like any, anyone with any type of stomach sensitivity, there's no way. That's like going on like the, the zipper at the, riding in the backseat was like riding the zipper at the carnival. <laughs> but last time I went in that, I barely could fit. Like, no joke, that was some of the most claustrophobic I've ever been. Like, I couldn't inch back and forth. But I, that's the last time I'll be going on the zipper. Yeah. All right. So I think this is a good spot to end it. I know we've probably missed a ton of stuff, dog. Let's do a better job. Let's go on Instagram and kind of understand what did we miss from from other people. I know with our interview series in Halloween, there's been a ton of stuff. But now that we've got people have spend time maybe you're maybe you're listening to this trying to get away from your family during thanksgiving uh so you know if you if you do see a comment or whatever on instagram hit us up let us know what we missed uh dog yeah the only one i like the McAllisters uh from home alone could be one that I, ross would really give us a hard time for missing but besides that uh no i'm just looking forward to uh spending the time with what family i can during these times and and all the rest of our family listening, we uh, we wish we could be, be with you and hope you guys are staying healthy and making stories of your own. So, yeah. Love you guys. Amen. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks for listening. All right. Peace. Set me up to zone out, push and pay.